Welcome back to the show. This is still Ghana Connect right here on Joy 99.7 FM. Like I told you, the big phenomenon of vote buying in Ghana's politics, so many candidates paying so much money. And when I come back from this, I'm going to do a math for you so that you get to know the amount of money involved in the just-ended election for each and every single candidate. Plus, I have some beautiful minds connecting with us on this topic. Stay. Special prosecutor go after these people and let's see its effect on the national uh, agenda of vote buying. Let me put it this way the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission of Abuja, the equivalent in Ghana, is the IOKO Economic and Organized Crime Office. So, if they are arresting people for paying bribes to influence voters, how come our IOKO must be sleeping? forms of the aspirant it is stated that you must be resourceful either you have the resources or you must be resourceful for you to be able to help us as a party nobody runs a campaign from his pocket entirely not even donald trump could do it and that is why all of them launched a fundraising form of activities many of the funds that i know from dr balmier's side was raised through many of these people coming together to help him. Are you, are Marjo, you, that your understanding? Are you admitting, are you admitting yeah. that that 400 cities was paid? No, 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 I don't think it came from his pocket. So what we did was to assign and allocate all these people. But we said that no matter what support you want to give, please do not go beyond a certain threshold. Okay. Because it cannot be victory procured on the altar.
quarter of purchase. So the 400 was to influence the vote. Because you cannot. 400 influence your I'm vote. Not, no, but are, you, are we getting to a point where we say that, let me finish, that delegates cannot go and exercise their civic responsibility without being given transportation? The NDC, 400 cities transportation the NDC, in Adenta. The NDC gave support to all delegates. All I'm saying is, these two, these major political parties, they always give support, they aspirants. So that is the lowdown. And before I get to my beautiful guests who are connecting with us tonight, let me do some math for you. It is not now in denial that the vice president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, paid each and every delegate who voted in the just-ended MPP presidential primaries 400 Ghana cities. Of course, you've heard Samia Uku argue that that did not directly come from the vice president's pocket. But if you do the math, there were there are 204,000 delegates of the New Patriotic Party. It paid 400 Ghana cities minimum. That brings you to 81 million Ghana cities. Ken and Japan, it is not denied, paid 300 Ghana cities per delegate. That also brings you to, that also brings you to 61 million Ghana cities. So between these two candidates, 140 million Ghana cities on a single day of election. Mind you, there were the superdelegates Mind you, this candidates crisscrossed the country campaigning to delegates. How much did they spend and why is the accountability? Does this bring into sharp focus conversation around political party financing, which so many experts have argued is part of the reason why corruption is so endemic in the country? Is this also time to review how political parties are financed and do so from state coffers? I mean, if you look at this money and you put out vis-a-vis how much Kolebu needed 4 million Ghana cities. 19 people died within that five months that Kolebu closed its OPD. 4 million Ghana cities. On a single day, two candidates spent 140 million plus Ghana cities on delegates. Is this vote buying or what exactly is so? I have some beautiful minds who are joining me to connect on this important subject. Kwesi Botwe. Botwe is, uh, is, is one of the people that I know very brilliant and really have some real insights on this. Kwesi Boche, thanks for connecting with us. If you can unmute, Kwesi. Hello, Kwaku. Yeah, good to have you join us on Ghana Connect. Oh, it's good to be on the show. Great. I also have George Poku. George Poku is a Ghanaian who is based in the United States. And you know, in the U.S., political party financing is largely streamed. Even that... There's still concerns that there's a lot of corruption in there, but George Poku has some really interesting insights for us today. George, it's good to have you join us. Um, Kweku, it's good to be on the program. Uh, and I want to say good evening to all your um, listeners. Mm, thank you. Bright Kelly is a Ghanaian journalist, fine brain, and Bright Kekeli covered part of this election and saw firsthand how money was exchanging hands. Bright, it's good to have you connect with us. Yeah, thank you, Kweku, for having me. Right. And perhaps one of the persons who really have a deep insight in terms of how political party financing works, how some of these monies have gone into delegates' pockets. He has been studying this for so long, at least from 2000. Austin Wood is a journalist and he has real insights on this. Austin, it's good to have you join us again on Ghana Connect. Thank you, Kweku, and good evening to other guests on the show and everyone who's taking time out of their busy schedule to listen to us this evening. I appreciate it. Hmm. Peter Kielsen Akins is a former student leader. He has run for office before. It will be very interesting to know how much he paid voters. It has transportation because they say it's not vote buying. So Peter will give us some answers. Peter, good to have you connect with us. 
<laughs> Thanks for having me, Kweku. Yes, and then I'm going to have very shortly one Barikisu. She's an aspiring assembly member for Ashaiman, and she's also going to contest an election. How much has she spent already? We want to see and get to know all that. So Barikisu is on. Barikisu, good to have you join us on Ghana Connect. Thank you. Good evening. Right. Thank you. So let me start from you, Kwesi Bochi. Kwesi, what would you what would you say that amount of money given Delhi Kidu? Is it was it to buy their votes, or do you accept the explanation that it was to, as it were, just transport them four hundred Ghana cities and three hundred Ghana cities? Uh, thank you very much, Kweku, and good evening once again to you and to all my colleagues, panelists on the show, and to everybody listening to us. Uh, I think that Kweku um, vote buying in itself is an offense globally in most jurisdictions, including Ghana. And in fact, I find it um, quite insulting for, for even politicians to attempt to venture into vote buying because then it looks like politicians are trying to buy the conscience of the electorate. But I, I believe these electorates have a mind of their own and do not need to be paid before um, they can exercise their civic responsibility uh, of electing their leaders. But Koku, again, um, I don't think, as of now, we do have the evidence to categorize um, the payment of monies by politicians as a clear-cut vote buying. Because I just heard you play the interview with um, Mr. Tamir Uku, who clearly stated that these monies were for the purposes of transportation. I am also aware that some of these delegates need to travel for miles before getting to their polling centers to cast their ballots. I mean, some have to board cars about three different uh, um, cars or four different cars before they could get to their final destinations to cast their ballots. And so some of these monies are used to cater for the food of these delegates, their transportation. Some of them even need to rent hotels or accommodations because some of them probably might want to you know, rest before the day of the elections. And so these monies are to cater for all those things. Because clearly, the most important thing we have to look at is the intention behind the giving of these monies. Let's ask ourselves, are politicians giving electorates these monies for the purposes of trying to jeopardize or trying to uh, prejudice their conscience? Or is it for the purposes of um, transportation of food like we have heard from this political actors. Because if, it is, if, if the purpose of this money is to induce or entice these lectures, then clearly it even fall, falls under the categories of bribery which, is, which has been criminalized by our Criminal Offenses and Other Offenses Act of uh, 1960, the Act 29. And so clearly that it's important that we sit down uh, as politicians or as a nation, so we, we know clearly what the purpose of these monies are for. And again, on the matter of the in the matter of the MPP just ended primaries, whether or not Kennedy Japan paid three hundred CDs like you mentioned, or Dr. Baumia paid four hundred CDs like you also mentioned. I ha I don't have the evidence to substantiate that fact that Dr. Baumia uh, the person of Dr. Bamia or, 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 or let me say, encouraged his followers to pay those monies to electorates. I, I do not have that fact yet. Or whether or not Kennedy Japan 
has also come to confirm that he indeed paid those monies. I do not have those factors. And so I think let's 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 get a clear direction mm. of the intention of why the monies were paid mm. before we can categorize them as votes. But in any case, like you mentioned, the former president John Dramani Mahama during their presidential primaries also paid forty Ghana cities each to about three hundred and fifty-five thousand delegates. Mm, but so I mean, amounted I mean, to seventeen million Ghana cities. Mm, but Kwesi, if if the point that you made about transportation is anything to go by, if someone gives someone the forty cities, you can actually legitimately based on that say this is transportation as opposed to four hundred Ghana cities. If you are delegating yes, Atlanta, where are you coming from that you are you are, you are paying transportation for four hundred Ghana cities? Oh, if you if you take a constituency like let's say Doma East. I would not want to use any constituency in Accra for a better understanding. If you go to Doma East, there are some delegates or there are certain um, lecture area coordinators coming from Wamnafo. This is quite a distance from the capital Doma. of Doma East, which is Wemfie. Mm. In fact, these people will spend about, let's say, 100 cities to 120 cities on transportation. Some of them have families. Some of them live by a day-to-day, hand-to-job you know, um, occupation. Leaving their families to come into the city to cast their ballots. They need to leave some money's home. Hmm. And they are coming to do this. This is an election organized by the party. They are, they are leaving behind all their various, you know, choices and various occupations to come and cast their ballots. They need to leave something behind for their families. They, need to leave something they will buy food home. when they get to their voting centers. Hmm. I mean, interesting explanation that, Kwesi, you've started to put there. Kwesi, thank you. Hold your horses there. I'll come back to you again on, on this and we'll, we'll, ask, we'll ask a few questions. But Austin, you have a view on this. You've been looking at this for so long. As far as delegates have been voting in Ghana, some things have been going around and it even came up with this fear delegates mantra. Do you accept the explanation that Kwesi has just put out? And do you think it is reasonable enough to excuse the payment of 400 Ghana cities, 300 Ghana cities to delegates as transportation or whatever they call it. Hello, Austin. Yeah. Thank you, Koku. Um, hello, Koku. Yes, Thank I can hear hello. you. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Um, the other panel um, is entitled to his views, but I think that what he's doing is gaslighting. Because this is it. If the vice president of the Republic of Ghana and people around him believe that in these current economic challenges Ghana is going or Ghanaians are facing, you need 400 cities as money for transport and a day's money for food, then they know, should know they are not treating Ghanaians right. Because how much are they paying teachers? How much are they paying teachers? They believe that for somebody to travel from Offenso North in my village, Akumadan, to go and vote in an entry primaries, where the highest amount you pay for transport, looking at where you'd be going, is and cities, you are giving the person 400 cities, and the amount you spend in a day to buy food will not be more than 50 cities. If they believe that you will need 400 cities for that, then why are they paying teachers passing 600 cities a month, in which we have 30 days? 
then the vice president should know that Ghanaians are surviving on on cramps. That, that is the logic still in what we are espousing now, the gas lighting. And you see, Samuel, who, who is the vice campaign chair for the vice president's campaign, says that it is lawfare and not trying to buy people. Same as what the other panel has said. Why don't they give us money when we are voting in general elections? That's why don't we travel from longer places in our homes to the voting centers? Why don't they give all of us money? Or in the main election, it doesn't count. We don't travel. We don't leave our wives and children at home. You see, let us not do this. And Koku, I would read something for you. In the 2015 talency by election, right? Samir Uku was the national youth organizer for the NPP. And I'm quoting verbatim what he told a media house about the incumbency advantage and buying of votes of the NDC in the talency by election. And this is Samir Uku speaking to the media. Quote, the NDC everywhere you go they bring goods and after they finish, they give a thousand cities. First, it was 100 Ghana cities plus fertilizer. I think they want to starve the whole of Ghana and use it for by-election. And as for the sharing of goodies, it's very, very symptomatic with the NDC's character. But we are solid on the ground, he added. This is Tamiya Uku. That time, it was vote buying. Okay. Former General Secretary of the NPT has also said same. There's nothing wrong with it. It's transport and all that. John Wood, when he was acting General Secretary in 2016, 16th of August, organized a press conference. And I'll quote some of the things he said in that press conference. Quote, the wife of the President of the Republic, hereby Lordina Mahama, is going around the country with a fleet of trucks load of goodies which she is sharing for votes these run into millions of dollars and the wife of the president is doing this Ghanaians also have the right to question the timing of the escalation of the first lady's gift sharing expedition and the volume and cost of the gifts being shared. You see, let us not do this. Mm. 400 cities for someone to go and exercise their franchise, which is not by force. If you are an NPP delegate, you can choose not to go if you don't have money. Why are you going if you don't have money? Nobody will force you. Nobody will beat you, even though you are a delegate. Even national elections, our civic responsibility, it's not by force to vote. And this attempt to make it look like people live in far places. What about areas in Accra, areas in Kumasi, where you spend just two Ghana cities or five Ghana cities to go and vote in Bantama constituency? Why were they given 400 cities? I am not talking about Canada Japan because nobody from his camp has come out officially to confirm they paid that 300 And 
confirming who saying that it is not the vice president who gave the money, but people who were wanted to show philanthropy towards his campaign. You see, let us not do this to ourselves as a people. Otherwise, we cannot fight the corruption we want to fight in our body politics. Mm. I mean, Austin, I like... The vice president of the... Austin, I like where you are going, but I want you to hold it there for a minute. I'll come back to you on that because we want to segue this into Ghana's fight against corruption and whether or not all this happening really gives us any hope that we can really deal with it. I like the context you've brought in. I like the course you've brought in. It gives this conversation some really good context. So thank you and hold your horses there. I'll come back to you shortly. Peter, I mean, you've heard from Austin and then Kwesi. What, what, what are your views? All right, thank you. And so I've followed the conversation keenly on uh, matters of corruption. And I must say that I appreciate Austin's perspective so much. This are uh, the reality. The reality is that um, um, the increasing cost of running elections in Ghana has reached a towering apex. And if we are not careful, it would be so much difficult for um, people like you and I to run for elections sometime in the country because if you do not have adequate financing from unknown sources or from from sources that um, you cannot fairly prove where the analysis are coming from, then you should find yourself, you know, um, at the losing end at the end of the day. The fact of the matter is that uh, from the CDD report about cost of politics in Ghana, in 2012, it was going to cost a person to spend about 245,614 Ghana cities to win primaries. And in 2016, it rose, I mean, it rose astronomically to 389,803 Ghana cities. And that was a 59% increment. It will shock you that in 2021, as of when CDB was making a report on the cost of politics in Ghana, the same amount has risen materially from 389,000 convertible to 85,000 US dollars to 693,000 US dollars convertible to 4 million Ghana cities. And so it will take you and I 4 million Ghana cities if we want to win a constituency in Ghana. And that should be a worrying trend. And that is for parliamentary alone. The same CDD made a report in 2021 on how one would have to spend about 100 million US dollars to contest for primaries as in internal party primaries and um, what do you call it, um, a general presidential election in Ghana. And to me, this is an extremely worrying trend because how would one, you know, be able to garner such hefty amount of money to run for elections if not through dubious means? The same CDD made a, I mean, a critical report on um, how dirty money flows campaign funding in Ghana. And I'm sure that document is online. It's a 49-page document. The conclusion they made was that less than 1% of funding for campaign and political activities originates from membership dues or subscriptions. It tells you that a lot of these monies, you know, that um, political parties rely on to run for elections in Ghana actually come from um, procurement infractions, kickbacks, illegal oil distribution, um, illegal mining, galamsey, and all of these things that we've been trying to battle in Ghana. You ask yourself how and why somebody will pay 400 Ghana cities to somebody to go and vote if the intent is not to influence the choice of the voter. And um, for Kweku to know, 
NPP as a party gave each and every delegate 50 Ghana cities to finance their transport and means to get to the polling center to go and vote. And so to say that the voters or the delegates were going to rely strictly on the monies given to them by the aspirants to vote mm. is, 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 is now going to you know, um, um, reduce their cost of going about the day. I think that's ridiculous and frivolous mm. because the party understood the critical need of voters to actually reach the polling centers. That is why it, 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 it initiated um, this payment system of 50 Ghana cities per delegate. And so there was no excuse for any aspirant whatsoever to try and pay an extra amount. So it means that Dr. Mahmoud Vamia paid about um, 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 eight times the amount of money that the NPP as a party gave to each and every delegate. And that to me is a worrying trend. It is a worrying trend because today, Otunso Secretary is raising about 10 million US dollars to fix about four blocks in Konfanoche, which is currently at a serious, you know, um, um, deteriorating stage. Mm. A, a hospital that serves the needs of about 12 regions in Ghana. Mm. And Dr. Lamun Vamia was able to spend about 6.7 million US dollars on this campaign. Mm. Well, well, it must be stated that, of course, the vice president's campaign has always stressed that they, that did not come personally from his pocket. This is fundraising activities, and these are all philanthropists and donors who all decided that they would chip in to, to support. But I get the utility of the point you make about if Dr. Vamia could raise that amount of money and spend that on delegates, how about spending that on development in the country? But some would say, well, Trying to get into office is expensive. Kilson, thank you and hold your horses there. I'll come back to you. But I want to hear from you, Kekeli Bright. I mean, you've seen this first time. You went around during the election and all that. Do you do you do you accept the explanation Botri has put out and the interventions that have been made by both Kilson and then our senior colleague um, Austin Wood? Hello, have you like Kelly? If you can unmute. Yeah, can you hear me now? Live and all right. So definitely, I'll consider whatever monies that were given to these uh, uh, delegates as a form of an inducement, really, because as explained by some of the panelists already, uh, the party already gave some 50 cities. So in the, in the estimation of the party, 50 cities is enough to convey or transport these delegates from whichever you know location they were coming from and mind you uh, mind you here that the election were held in their various constituencies it don't it's not as though you know the usual ones that they used to have in the past where they conveyed you know delegates across all the length and breadth of the country to a particular destination to cast their ballot but this time right it was done it was held at a constituency level so issuing out 400 cities 300 cities Plus the 50 cities from uh, the various key contenders, you know, definitely was an inducement. That is my perspective. But again, I'll say that anyone, any candidate whatsoever, particularly, you know, a candidate or a party in power, you know, who gives any form of assistance for anyone to go and cast his or her ballot in a primaries or any form of election is an admission of the fact that that leader or that candidate from that particular government knows that they failed they've, they've not lived to expectation because if they did the right thing if they really put structures in place if they really cared for the people if they really laid down structures if they really created jobs for the people i don't think anyone would be thinking about assisting people 
people to just go to you know a polling center to cast their ballot for whichever candidate again if this thing is not an inducement why not give it to the party but that, okay i cannot use japan i can afford 300 cities i dr baumia can afford 400 cities we give it to the party so that the party will, will, will give will, will do the disbursement so that this time around we know that the party is giving out 300 and, i mean how much should that be 750 cities to all delegates across the country to go and cast their ballots so that i know that i received 750 cities from my party i don't know who ever i came from it came from the party so i have on my own you know 750 50 cities. I'll just walk the ballot and count my ballot for whichever candidate I want to vote for. By hearing, I have received 400 cities from Osimesi, that is Baumia, and I received 300 cities from uh, what is the name, uh, Kennedy Japan, who best serve my interest here when it comes to cash. You know, so the politicians have impoverished the masses to the extent that they know that until they issue our some form of assistance, going to a mere police center to cast their ballot is even a difficulty mm. and that is some of the issues that we need to be we need to mm. start ta tackling mm. when if we really want to solve these some of these issues mm. i mean really interesting i mean kojo you live in a, in a in a in a place where democracy is kind of entrenched and i've been reading a lot of literature there's not something that you hear a lot in the uk or us that Democrats or Republicans are going to vote and monies are being paid. Of course, it goes to feeding the point that Kelly makes. These are persons who are well-to-do, who are living well, middle-class people, so they don't de depend on patterns, quote-unquote, from political party and its candidates to do so. But when you hear that this is entrenched in Ghana, and in fact, at Adenta and Medina, where I went to, there were delegates who were threatening not to vote if this money did not come to them. How do you put that side by side, what you see outside the country and how democracy is growing. Hello, Mr. Poku, can you unmute? Um, yes, Kweku. Um, it, it's, it's a sad um, situation for us to be looking at this. Again, um, there are a couple of things that I want to, uh, after listening keenly to what um, the other panelists have said, there are a couple of things that I think um, we need to look at. Again, one, what is the qualification for a delegate? That is something that we need to look at. Why do delegates feel entitled that they need to get a stipend from the people that are running for elections for them to even vote? Two, three, who are these friends or friends of these aspirants that are paying this money to enhance this and where are they getting their money from? Because until we get to the root of the issue that we are dealing with, we cannot pretend to even put out solutions. Again, they are saying the money is not from Dr. Mahmoud Baubia. That is all good and well. But in the advanced countries, even when a candidate solicits for funds from um, the, the, the voting populace, you have to account for the money that you receive. And that is how come on a monthly basis, they'll be able to say that Donald Trump has raised, let's say, 17 million US dollars. Um, DeSantos has raised 15 million US dollars. There is a level of accountability that comes with it because the money that is coming in, these candidates need to account for it. These delegates have been chosen um, from amongst the party and they have given a very, very, very serious duty to perform, which is to help them pick out 
the, the flag bearer of the, the party. So I do not understand why they think they are entitled to any sort of inducement from these candidates in order to go forward. Ghana's political structure needs a very, very critical look at and there should be a level of accountability for all these monies that are flowing in. Because if we do not stop it now, we are going to get to a place whereby the country is going to be up for sale and the highest bidder can pick anybody from the streets, throw that money behind that person mm. and get that person elected, which is going to be very, 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 very sad for the country. Mm. So there, there are a couple of layers that we need to look at. And my top three is what I put out. One, what is the qualification of what qualifies you to be a delegate? Because if you don't have the heart for the party in order for you to even wake up and go vote and choose somebody that can carry the mantle for your party unless you are giving money such a person should be disqualified from being called the delegate that is the first thing the second thing is again why the money being paid what job are you doing when you were told to become a delegate you had the right to tell them you don't want to be a delegate and somebody else could have been chosen this is not a job. So the excuses that I've heard of, they have to leave their chores, they have to leave whatever they are doing, they have to leave money behind in the house and all of those things. I think those are baseless excuses that are being given. Hmm. You, you accepted to do something. I accept to come on your, um, on your program and I turn around and tell you, you need to pay me for me to come on your program then. I am not doing you any good. The party reached out to you and said that you are being chosen as a delegate. Again, we are looking at these delegates. Think about the super delegates. So the 80 million you are talking about, I can say that we are even looking at more million than mm. we are talking about. Um, Constituents got theirs. Um, it, it's, it's just a level upon level upon level upon level of this and it it is not sustainable this model mm. of us running politics mm. okay george, george's line is breaking there i'll go back to george but uh, time to bring in barikisu barikisu is an aspiring assembly member uh, um for a shaman atadika barikisu how much have you paid to people so far or have you've not paid any amount um even partially but i like uh, um an as far as I'm mm, but Barikisu, if you can position yourself well, I'm struggling to hear you. If you can position yourself well a bit. Hello. Yes, I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. You are making a yeah. point. I said I'm aspiring to be the next assembly member for Ajokoje Electra in Tema West. Okay, all right. Not Ashama, Tema West. Yes. And I was asking about how much you've paid so far, if you've paid anything at all. And what do you make of this amount how of money? How much I did was... Ha have you paid any money to people who are going to vote? This level election is coming up 19th. Have you vote paid for people to transport or will you pay that amount? Or you are not? Thank you so much for this question. Because, see, this vote by, you know, giving delegates money to vote and all that is something I, I hate or I disagree with. Because... This is the case that these same leaders that are supposed to make it easy or are supposed to develop their country for us, they are even need to pay delegates to vote for them. Just look 
as for example the issue at voter region Gakosombo issue this kind of money that was issued out to the individuals just to go and vote some uh, voting should be about what you want oh this person i've seen that you are able to, you can develop you can develop the nation or the country imagine this is just internal um election and they were spending this amount of money what about the general election whilst we have issues that are affecting us in our area come to my area and see some of the challenges we are facing and that's because of election let's assume that you don't give them money I said I want to develop a, a, a community for you. Come and vote for me. You are demanding for money. So as you right, I don't have money. And you are insisting that if I don't give you money, you are not going to vote for me. I go to a different place and I borrow the money and come and give it to you. Then you go and vote for me. At the end of the day, even if I get the position, do you think I'm going to strive to expectation? I was, uh, it's like I paid for the position. And it's not going to serve the purpose. Leadership should be about um, getting things done. Mm. You should be ready for change. Yeah. But we buying these things. Sometimes I go to a, uh, somewhere and then like I'm campaigning, the person is like, hey, honorable, or incoming honorable, something for the boys. I said, I don't have anything for the boys. <laughs> I have a message for the boys. Oh, I see. I, I'm ringing development. If you want to vote for me, vote for me, but don't ask me to pay. Even if I will give you money, I will give you money because you are my brother or my sister, not because I want you to go and vote for me. Mm. Or, or maybe because you, you have some help, you have some challenge that, that you really need some help on. I mean, good perspective. This is someone who's running for an election who has seen it first time, people demanding honorable something for the boys. Let's take some comments. Michael, a lot of comments on our tech console. What are our audience saying? Well, quite a number of people connecting with us from several places. So let's go to Bachona, where Nilomo um, says, Good evening. Uh, the justification question is trying to do is not valid. If delegation needs to be transported to their various voting centers, was the party machinery not taking that responsibility? And trying to justify what they did with what Muhammad did it's quite unfortunate. It doesn't cut for Nilomo. Now, to Spintes and Nana connects with that, he says, Ghana politics simply stinks. Let's all be honest. We saw people counting the so-called transport monies, giving to the so-called delegates. Well, they were delegates. <laughs> well, thanks. I wouldn't want to uh, get out of my bed to queue to vote for any of those politicians. Um, another one here, Kofi says, I'm sad when people continue to defend wrongdoing. Vote buying is vote buying. I'm disappointed in those justifying 700 Ghana cities as transportation has come from. Kofi, uh, you have one from Oyarifa. Mm. Francis says, why is the GRA audit team when we need them most? Political parties and their operatives should be audited just like companies are audited every year. Every penny spent should be traced and the audit trail established for legitimacy and taxes paid thereon. Where is the source of all this money? Francis from Oyarifa. And that, that ties in with that of uh, what Kewson said, mm. right? That a huge chunk of the money 
uh, well, we cannot tell we the official even, source. We can't even trace uh, Exactly. And definitely makes a good point. We need money in the country to run our dialysis mm. centers and all of that. Let's go to Lakeside. Kweku, that, 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 I used to your, your brother. And he has your name too. This also Kweku says, not to justify the action of the two, but in general election, voting centers are decentralized. In the delegate selection, the voting centers are far from some of others. Perhaps in the spirit of fairness, same amount should cut across. That's Kweku from Lakeside. You have well, a last I, one. I think that the point I was making was that in, in fairness, mm. those who are coming from Places far. that are far off. Should, uh -huh. get something. Should get more. Because if you live just close to the police station, you are getting 400. If you say, no, say close, qualified, I live in the police station. <laughs> then you shouldn't be giving me yeah. the same amount compared to somebody who has to travel all the way yeah. um, across the region to come here. Well, finally, um, lawyer Akhlivia joins us and says that a big shame to some, uh, one of your panelists uh, who just spoke on your platform. Well, uh, we still have people who think there was nothing wrong for the delegates to have been paid 400 and 300 Ghana cities uh, per person to vote for a presidential candidate. Well, he definitely disagrees with uh, the notion of giving the money. Mm, thank you very much, Papani. Well, those are your comments. Let me come around the table and let me start from Austin Wood. Austin, you were making the point about corruption before your point. Uh, be, be, before you ended your, your first submission. So w what should happen going forward? What should we do with political party financing? Is it time for the state to move into finance? Or what can we do to end all this, really? Or, I mean, if you look at the way the politics is done in this country, this is not something you can go away with. Um, the, the Electoral Commission, with the mandate they've been given, should be doing proper assessment and scrutiny of the uh, accounts these political parties present every year. Also, we should look at beyond what the political parties are taking. We should look at what individual politicians. I think if the law does not cover them, it's a leeway for some of them to be involved in some of these things. So we should look at that. Because like the gentleman from the United States was saying, when Donald Trump took a decision to contest the 2020 elections in court, why was he asking his supporters to donate money for his legal fees? Isn't he a millionaire? He couldn't have done that, use his money for that. But we sit in this country and somebody will just tell us that somebody somewhere says, I'm donating 70,000 Ghana CD in a constituency for the vice president. So around the 275,000, it is individuals who are just saying they will take care of it. And the vice president did not coordinate it. Let us not do that. If we want to fight corruption, we should fight it on both legs and not when it is on our left leg because we, we are comfortable with the corruption on our right leg. Also, the special prosecutor must be petitioned because I believe that this falls within the mandate of the office. Corruption and corruption-related activities. That is why a former nominee for district assembly um, executive, chief executive in the Ashanti region, has been prosecuted currently in Kumasi High Court. Why doesn't he step into this? Because these are corruption and corruption-related charges. We should petition the special prosecutor to look into it. And lastly... What the gentleman from the United States or the journalist said, we would know those people who are behind these things and they should account and tell us where they have such monies from to make such donations. Are they genuine monies they have earned or they are monies that are tainted with corruption 
or for me girl activities. Mm. Good, thank good, you. Good, good point, Austin. Let me bring in back um, Kwesi Bocho. Kwesi, I mean, you tried to explain some of these things. Of course, some of the panelists clearly disagree with you. But going forward, what do you think politicians should do so that this notion of vote buying doesn't come in at all? Is there a way we can streamline this process so that? No one gets any undue advantage from how much was paid. Because someone paid 400, someone paid 300. That, of course, even gives delegates some room to decide that, okay, one person is paying more than the other. How do we streamline this and make it, quote-unquote, really legal? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, before, before I come to your current question, let me, let me just briefly... Mr. Peter, in the submission, mentioned that um, some of these monies by these politicians are obtained through procurement infractions, galamsey and etc. other illegal activities. I do not think that um, that is correct because you see when we talk about vote buying section 33 of the representation of people law 1992 PNDC law 284 clearly sets out what one can use to establish that there has been bribery in an elections. Now, if we want to categorize what has happened as vote buying, I think we should go back to the law, look at the element of what constitutes the offense, and then we can make a conclusion that, okay, so 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 and so amounts to vote buying or bribery of, let's say, electorates. I would not sit here to, in any case or in any way, try to justify if it has been established that a certain candidate has been involved in inducing electorates to vote for him or her. But as of now that we speak, there is no concrete evidence to corroborate the fact that Dr. Mahmoud Baumia or Kennedy Japan induced or influenced electorates with his 300 cities or 400 cities. And in any way, if let's say I'm a delegate, I do not think that any presidential candidate can use 400 cities or 300 cities to influence my way of thinking to vote for him or otherwise. I do not think that is how it, it happens. So let's not let's not try to create a picture as if uh, these politicians have stolen monies and that is why, or these politicians have engaged in corruption. That is why they have uh, gotten these monies to be paying and what have you. In any case, the Political Parties Act, clearly in Section 23, provides for ways by which political parties can use to raise money. So political parties, like any other organizations, do have the the powers. As provided by law to raise money to fund the activities or what have you or political actors can raise money to fund their campaigns or what have you and so going forward i think that the electoral commission and, and and parliament must set out clear laws that guide our elections in this country because we cannot engage in ordinary conversations throw fingers uh, point fingers at people and and, and 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 come out to say that they have been involved in vote buying. So Goku, to your question on financing of political parties, I do not think that currently, at the stance now, Ghana is in a position, or the Republic of Ghana is in a position to finance political parties. The Republic needs money to do so many other things and provide so many social interventions for its citizenry, like the dialysis machine we've been discussing all this while. So I do not think that government has the capacity now to finance political parties. But I think we should, it is important we have a clear roadmap, a clear framework on how political parties can raise money, can finance money. I also think uh, there should be enough public education for citizens to be aware 
of 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 how political parties uh, 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 operate with reference to their financing and funding and what have you. Mm. And also, all these things should be done in a transparent manner. It should be done in a transparent manner. But just saying that because somebody has given or an aspirant has given somebody money uh, amounts to vote buying. That is not what the law says. No. I mean, uh, I've, I've just quoted a lot to you, Section 33 of PNDC law, 284. It is, it is black and white. That is not what the law says. And and on the call on the special mm, prosecutor, mm. it is a good call. It's a good call. But then again, if the provisions of the law do not support the offense that we are suggesting, I do not think that at the end of the day, uh, there could be any positive results out of it. So we need clear laws. Mm. We need clear laws. The special prosecutor, the ball is down. Your court, people have called on you to take an interest in this. Right after the NDC. Um, parliamentary primaries, you picked one of those persons and you're prosecuting them. Please look at this case as well. That is the that, that is some of the things that have come around this table as a consensus. Um, we've had Kwesi Boche, who just finished speaking, George Poku, a Ghanaian based in the US. Bright Obwaki Kelly is a journalist. Austin Wood, quite one of my favorites on social media, really brought the heat on this conversation. And Peter Kielsen Akins. This is how we wrap up the conversation on Ghana Connect today. My name is Kwiku Asante. We also had um, Barikisu um, aspiring to be an assembly member for a J. Kojo electoral area in Tema. All the best to you, Barikisu, and thanks for connecting with us. We'll see you again next week. Have a great evening.